Welcome to the Weekly Standard Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Graham. With us on the Weekly Standard is Michael Warren. And I saw you on Fox TV talking, Michael, about the big story of the day. It looks like Jeb Bush is in for 2016. He's in, or actually, uh, I must correct you, he's got an exploratory committee where he will be exploring the option uh, of running for president. Uh, although I don't know if anybody who's ever formed an exploratory committee and then <laughs> explored the option and decided, nah, I'm, I'm not going to run for president. I think... This is uh, pretty much set in stone. He's going to be jumping in, uh, I guess, the first Republican uh, or Democrat to, to jump into the 2016. Yeah, like I said, like I said, he's in. So obviously, so Jeb Bush is in. And the question is, why? Where is the clamor for yet another Bush nomination, given the uh, problematic history of Bushes in the past? problematic uh, perhaps once they're elected president, but you do have to go back, I think, to 1972 before you can find a successful winning Republican uh, presidential ticket that doesn't have the name Bush on it. You go from 1980, Ronald Reagan uh, uh, wins the presidency, but obviously uh, Jeb's father, George H.W. Bush, has, uh, you know, is on the uh, vice presidential side. And uh, it's been all Bushes since in terms of successful guys. So Okay, well, let's turn that around. Wait, wait, Michael, let's turn that around. You have to go all the way back to H.W. Bush to find a president who had the power of the incumbency who lost the presidency. And to finding a president who lost to another guy who didn't even get 40% of the vote is all but impossible in the current era. And let's not forget that uh, George W. Bush wasn't even able to win the popular vote against Al Gore. Now, tell me you lost the Electoral College to Al Gore. I'll buy that. But less popular than Al Gore? That's a tough trick to pull. <laughs> I mean, it, it actually, I think the Jeb Bush entry into the race sort of opens up uh, a question about how uh, the Republican Party, the health of the Republican Party is. I mean, if, if uh, it takes Bushes to win, uh, and the Electoral College, and I'll, and I'll give you the, the popular vote, uh, Bush didn't win that in 2000, then uh, is there anybody else who can win for uh, for the Republican Party uh, in this era? Uh, I would actually argue that, that all those wins for Bushes in the past makes it more difficult for Jeb uh, to win a primary and, uh, and a general election in 2016. Let's just say that we've got a, another Bush-Clinton matchup in 16, like we had in 1992, uh, I really think the advantage is, is again on the Clinton side. You've got uh, you've got Hillary Clinton who can successfully, I think, say, "Look, you, you do you really want America to elect another Bush? Remember uh, eight years ago what, what we uh, what we uh, rejected in 2008, even if she wasn't the presidential candidate? Uh, it's going to be really easy for her to tie Jeb Bush to uh, George W. Bush. It's going to be a lot more difficult to, uh, for Bush to tie Hillary Clinton to Barack Obama. Yes." She was his secretary of state, but they don't share the same last name. They have some differences, and I think if that's what the battle is, uh, which bad, unpopular president is the other guy most associated with, I, I think the advantage is, is, is with Clinton. I have to apologize, Michael Warren. I just I didn't hear anything you said after if we do Bush versus Clinton again, and I, my my a siren went off in my head and a wave of nausea passed over me. Please <laughs> tell me that in America, can, can I just remind everybody? that the last time Hillary Clinton was politically relevant, Friends was still on in primetime, and the last time Jeb Bush won an election, Barack Obama had never been elected to anything outside of a state legislative office. I mean, why don't we just bring back the Dole Kemp ticket while we're at it, Michael? <laughs> you actually touch on something, Michael, that's very important, particularly with Jeb Bush, since that's the news of the day, which is that 
it's not just that uh, the politics have changed. Everything has changed since Jeb Bush was last elected in 2002. I mean, there was no YouTube at all in 2002. Twitter, Facebook, that wasn't around. The, the Internet has completely changed not just our politics, but the way uh, in, in which we communicate with each other and the, and the way that we disseminate information. And I think that is a huge hurdle uh, for somebody who wants to run a national campaign. Uh, there's all these uh, uh, these changes in the Republican Party as well, and, and that has a lot to do with uh, George W. Bush. It has a lot to do with Barack Obama. It's just the, the, the march of time changes things. And I think that if Jeb Bush is going to be successful in a primary, successful in a general election, uh, he's really going to have to uh, learn uh, about these changes. It's not enough to acknowledge them and say, well, obviously things are different now than they used to be. Uh, I think it's going to take a lot of, of work. It's going to take a lot of uh, understanding where the party is, where the electorate is. Uh, based on some of his recent statements, you know, he's talked about running away from the Republican base. We don't want to pander, these sorts of things. I don't know if Jeb Bush is, is quite suited to do this, but look, he may surprise all of us. But this is, to me, the a mystery of Jeb Bush. If Jeb Bush had run in 2012, he would have been greeted as, a, as a, in a lot of ways, a savior, a quality candidate showing up in a year without a lot of quality candidates. And so he, it would be the, you know, the rescue worker kicking in the door you know, to save the, uh, you know, the, the person in trouble. Kicking in the door today, he's kicking in the door on a party. Everyone's happy. We, we got so much going on with the Republican Party. You have lots of young, dynamic, forward-looking candidates. You've got, you've got a plethora of great candidates. Nobody needs Jeb Bush. You want a moderate squish who's going to intentionally appeal away from the base? Great. You got Romney and Christie. You want someone from Florida. You got Marco Rubio. You want, you know, you know a reform guy. You got Scott Walker. I mean, we just... Uh, uh, Jeb Bush is a spare tire on a car that's got an extra set of wheels. I think there's another important truth in what you just said, which is that uh, things have changed in, in our politics such that the barriers to entry for a candidate are not as high as they once were. So Jeb Bush jumping in, you know, even a decade ago to a, into a presidential race with the money, with the uh, donor ties, with all the establishment ties, uh, that would be, a, I think, a really high bar for other candidates to jump in. Now, you know, information has, and, and to, to use a, a terrible uh, cliche, has democratized in a way that I think it allows other candidates uh, with, with unique views, with different views on, on policy, with younger candidates who have uh, sort of a more long-term vision for the party and the country to jump in here. Uh, now, that's not to say Jeb Bush can't uh, develop that and, and do that. What I'm just saying is the barriers to entry for other people to jump in and, and make those arguments you were just making about uh, the future of the party uh, are much lower, and, and I think that a lot of those candidates are not going to be scared away by the, the, the big Jeb Bush splash that, uh, that we've experienced today. You know, it almost makes me want Mitt Romney to get back in the race. I have this terrified vision of the future where because of their uh, polar opposite strengths, we end up with the whole race coming down to Jeb Bush versus Ted Cruz. And that would be truly tragic for the Republicans of 2016. No, absolutely. But going back to Mitt Romney real quickly, I, I think you can actually see 
the Jeb Bush world, sort of signaling that they view Romney uh, as a real threat, which, which tells you a lot of, of how they view uh, the field as it's starting to shape up and may tell us a little bit why Jeb has decided to announce this exploratory committee. Over the weekend, Politico had an article where they had an advisor quoted basically saying, look, yes, Jeb Bush has these investments and he's got money, sure, but he's not Mitt Romney rich. And I think that they definitely see uh, Bush fulfilling that role that Romney filled in 2012 as the uh, acceptable moderate, the guy who can win a primary, has enough money to win the primary, but can also be an acceptable general election candidate. But as conservatives very well know, that seems to be the M.O. of uh, of a lot of the donor types within the party, and that's produced uh, such successful presidential candidates as Mitt Romney and, and John McCain and Bob Dole and, and George H.W. Uh, Bush in uh, 1992. And I think uh, you're going to see a little more conservative outcry, and a lot of conservatives looking around saying, who who do we like? Who who is the uh, who is going to be our champion? I, I don't think that question is going to be settled uh, anytime soon. Yeah, you hit on something that Republicans need to remind themselves, in my opinion, of very often the last Republican candidate to win the popular vote without the benefit of incumbency was Ronald Reagan in 1980. And Ronald Reagan in 1980 was not the Jeb Bush or the Mitt Romney of 1980. He was the Rand Paul. He was the outsider. The establishment is terrible at picking winning candidates. They're terrible at it. And so I'm just hoping that the the party has learned that lesson. But just put me down, uh, Michael Warren. I'm a proud Jesse Jackson Republican. And as Jesse Jackson said in the 2000 convention, stay out the bushes, stay out the bushes. <laughs> Maybe Republicans will, uh, for once, uh, listen to Jesse Jackson and, and, and take heed. But I will say one last thing about Jeb Bush is that uh, he is a very, uh, I think, uh, nimble political candidate. Uh, of course, he lost that election in 1994 to the governor's mansion in, in Florida when George W. Bush won in Texas. Everybody thought the opposite would be the case. And then four years later, he really uh, remade himself and, and I think got a better understanding of how to win. So I will say that uh, for all the, uh, the the talk we've had about Jeb being maybe a little out of step, he's also, I think, very good at uh, at possibly remaking himself. So I'll just throw that out there as a, as a caveat to everything we've talked about. And let me c- conclude with one last grenade because this is the feedback I'm getting from my Tea Party uh, uh, folks and uh, people I talk to in talk radio, which is if somehow the uh, establishment can make Jeb the nominee, it's 1992 all over again. They're leaving. They're going to go find somebody perhaps a little more attractive uh, than in 1992 with Ross Perot, but they're gone. They're done. They're leaving. Do you think that's a credible threat at this point? You know, I'm taking the easy way out. It's too early to say at this point. Look, we don't know what the issues are going to be in 2016. Uh, immigration may very well you know, continue to uh, grow as an, as an issue that conservatives care about. That's something that Jeb is just diametrically opposed with the base on. Uh, but we could be talking about uh, national security. Uh, and, and if Rand Paul, for instance, becomes uh, a, a real threat to whomever the other uh, Republican candidates are, you might see conservatives sort of coalesce around Jeb or whomever is the anti-Rand Paul. So I mean, I just throw that out there as an example. I don't know what the issues are going to be, but I think that the sort of Ross Perot anti-establishment uh, uh, element in our politics is still alive and well uh, today. So uh, uh, you, you may very well be right. Well, I think we should all listen to Barbara Bush, Jeb's mom, who said that there have been too many Bushes in the White House. I agree with her completely. (laughs) Barbara, you know, how can you not listen to mom? Michael Warren, thanks for joining us on this podcast. I appreciate it. 
Thanks a lot, Michael. You've been listening to the Weekly Standard Podcast. Please be sure to check weeklystandard.com regularly for podcast updates. I'm your host, Michael Graham.